Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to The Breakfast Show. Now, what is one thing that reminds you of the 80s? Walkmans, cassette tapes, Zero Point, maybe even sports at the Void Deck. Well, we all love to hang out with our friends after school, play some fun games and sports. And after sweating out under the scorching sun, one of the go-to treats is Sengbao or ice popsicles, which come in different flavors. But according to the National University Hospital, childhood obesity has been a significant concern in Singapore for the past two decades. As the government has been tightening regulations on sugar intake to combat the rise in childhood obesity, a homegrown iced popsicle brand did their part by going through a major rebranding in 2020 to ensure that children can have their sweet treats without worries of sugar overload. They are making the classic Sengbao more natural and they also repackaged it to make it more eco-friendly. Let's find out more from the two brothers behind the brand that is born from a shared nostalgia and love for those frozen gems. Glenn Lee, who's the co-founder and sales and marketing director of Frost. Glenn, welcome to the show. How are you? Hi. Good morning. And his younger brother, Terence Lee, who's the co-founder and food manufacturing and operations director at Frost. Terence, welcome. Hi, morning. Morning. Good to have you guys on. Glenn, let's kick things off asking you, what's the origin of the name of the company Frost? It's spelled F-O-R-Z-T, but it's pronounced Frost. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so because we wanted uh, a very different and unique name, and when you think of frozen treats, right, mm. it's frost, F-R-O-S-T. Yes. But we can't use this word because it's commonly used in the dictionary. So I was thinking, why not, you know, we have it as frozen treat, F-R-O-Z-E-N, with a treat, and then uh, we shorten it and it becomes frost, F-R-O-Z-T. Okay. So yeah, back then this was how it came about. <laughs> All right, very creative. Now, yeah. you started from humble beginnings, a small shop in Kovan to 200 retail points island-wide uh, now, today. Is there one particular milestone that was a watershed moment that defined your journey in building the brand to what it has become? Yes, yes, it is true. Uh, four years ago, we started from a very small shop, 200 square feet at uh, Coven. And in 2020, we actually shifted to a food production facility, which is about 2,000 over square feet. Mm. Uh, I think this was one of the uh, a great milestone for us. Uh, following that, because it was during the COVID, it was really tough and challenging for us. And shortly after we overcome COVID, and I think that this was also another great milestone for Frost, especially mm. when we just started uh, to shift to a bigger facility mm. back then. Yes. Okay. Terence, let's bring you in. Now, obviously, you entered the popsicle market, which is a crowded market. It's competitive. You were talking about before we kick things off, the likes of Walls and Nestle being key competitors. Uh, how difficult was it to compete for space in this industry? Because of the varieties in the market, it's challenging for us to find our unique selling point. And that's how we started to focus more on the healthy options. So we are proud to say that Frost is uh, gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan-friendly, and it's suitable for all ages. That helped us to come up with our tagline of Possicles for Everyone. Okay, so how do you actually balance promoting the healthy product, like you said, gluten-free, vegan-friendly, without compromising on the joy of indulgence? We know kids love a sugary treat or two. So how do you strike that balance? 
for all our products, we have to go through uh, intensive research and development, R&D. Mm. So we started off doing like market research to find customer demands and then uh, of course the raw materials availability in the market. And then we will go through stages of R&D stage, such as like doing in small batches to get the base recipe and then we fine tune in a bigger recipe. So for us to tackle, we focus on the fruit taste. That means as natural as possible. So we reduce the sugar content to as low as we can, focusing Mm. only on the fruit sugar and the taste of the fruits. Now, Glenn, in this production process, what were some of the key challenges you had to overcome to maintain your commitment to quality? I know it's one of the three key values that you talk about on your website as well. Yes, yes, correct. So for production-wise, because we are producing a lot of popsicles daily, Mm. we have to make sure that the processes from developing the uh, recipe, in making the popsicles in big batches, we have to go through like proper quality checks and all this because especially our products mainly are for family and kids, right? So this is one of the production quality checks that we do. And how many are we selling on a monthly basis? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a month we, we supply yeah. about a hundred thousand popsicles. Hundred thousand, okay. Yeah, okay. in the market. And across different sort of venues, you have corporate yes, events. Yes. Um, so, so we supply schools. to schools. Yep. yep. Tourist attractions. You can find us in Sentosa, Botanic Gardens, Chinatown hotels, cafes, restaurants and all this as well. So uh, right now we serve uh, over about 200 retail points in Singapore. Okay, and I was looking at your website, a popsicle goes for about $2.50, so it's quite affordable. How did you determine the price point for your items? So everything actually, whether it's recipe or pricing or Mm. product, it all boils down to our brand motto, which is popsicles for everyone. So we do a lot of intensive market research. Uh, You know, we do want to price our products in the higher tier. And because we are using quality ingredients, you know, we are using real fruit. So the cost is there. So we cannot price it at the uh, lower tier as well. So in terms of pricing strategy, we maintain it at a uh, mid-tier pricing. So this is our pricing strategy. All right, Terence, so your rebranding in 2020, it didn't just address health concerns, but you've also embraced uh, eco-friendly packaging. That's, like you said, one of your unique selling points that uh, helps you stand out amongst your competitors. Can you share more about this commitment to sustainability and the impact it's had on your brand image? We started using plastic packaging just because we wanted to maintain this traditional feel. But years after, we feel that the... The global market is pushing towards sustainability and environmental friendly. So this is where we decided to change our direction, to change it into a paper packaging and as well to rebrand our whole logo, branding, packaging, design Mm. so as to make it more commercial ready. And in terms of advantage, we feel that it brings our brand to a different level and the perspective value of our packaging is a lot better Mm. and then it will help to generate more sales, better image for us. Okay, speaking of better image, you've also introduced the Popsicle robot. It's called the Frost Bot. Now, you obviously supply corporate events, product launches, roadshows, meetings, schools, like you said. Um, You have the Popsicle freezer already. You have Frost Walkers and you have the Frost Popsicle cart. So the Frost Bot, tell us all about it. How does it sort of enhance your ability to supply at scale? Yes. So, uh, two years ago, uh, we we were selling our popsicles via a very traditional method, right? Mm. So, we have like our part-timers to carry our phone boxes with the popsicles, ringing the ice cream bell or the popsicle bell. 
And we find it very labor intensive. And you know, some of the part-timers are girls, very young students, and then carrying 200 to 300 popsicles around the event venue is really tiring for them. Mm. So to solve this, we develop a mobile robot which can carry the popsicles. So this robot will follow the operator and then now our part-timers, our staff, will focus on customer experience, you know, introducing the flavours and all this where the robots does all the heavy labour. Ah, yes, okay. yes. And, and this actually cuts down on our manpower as well. Maybe when we are doing the training way we require maybe about three part-timers to hold about 200 to 300 popsicles but right now you know the robots can hold the popsicles and we just need one operator to run throughout the event okay so it's mm. a lot more convenient yes. i guess as you Correct. intend to scale up the yes. business as well Correct. right if you're just joining us we're in conversation with glenn and terence lee they are the co-founders of homegrown ice popsicle brand frost they're creating healthier ice popsicles and also more eco-friendly ones uh terence the introduction of the robot is an interesting operational solution let's talk about what other innovations frost has embraced to keep up with growing demand mm, right now we are trying to focus more on the Digitalization, trying mm. to do more on automations. So in terms of in-house, we are trying to focus more on uh, automated machineries, okay. not only to increase our capacity, but also to uh, smoothen and uh, streamline our production flow. And then in terms of out in the market, we are still trying to source more automation, uh, such as like other than our first robot, we are looking into like marketing that can help to do more on automations mm. and focusing more on events because the events market is opening up. So some things along this line that can help us. Okay, so this is obviously going to help the automation process that is when you eventually scale into markets overseas as yeah. well. Um, you are exporting to Vietnam, among other markets that you are considering. What kind of support have you received from Enterprise Singapore in this venture? Yes, so another milestone for us will mm. be this year, with the help of Enterprise Singapore, we were able to venture uh, or send our first Singapore-made popsicles uh, okay. to Vietnam <laughs> in May. So um, Enterprise Singapore is very helpful in a way that you know we, they provided some grant for us to test out the market first. So once we feel that the market is ready, they also link us up with some of the distributors who are ready to take our products. So this is how uh, Enterprise Singapore help us. I'm just curious. So popsicles are obviously great for hot and humid climates yeah. like Singapore and I guess the rest of Southeast Asia. But would you ever venture into colder climates and how would that sort of fit in? <laughs> Uh, yes, I think. Why not? I mean, I mean, we have seen people eating ice cream during yeah, winter and sure. in snow too, right? So yeah. definitely, we, we would not mind to export to countries that has a cold season. Okay, one of the three values that you advertise on your website is also giving back. So every year you run an initiative collaborating with the Singapore Children's Society to provide popsicles during Children's Day. Yeah. Uh, could you sort of talk through a little bit more about what that is all about? Okay, so during COVID, you know, we... We donated popsicles to hospitals and then we also have customers that say, hey, you know, can we purchase some popsicles to donate to some uh, children's society or children's home? And that's where how it all started. And then moving on the next year onwards, we liaise directly, not just with children's society, we have uh, Chun Sulan and some other children's home mm. where we feel that it's children's day, right? So the children's 
we want to make them happy and I think that you know these popsicles are very suitable for them so every year now we collaborate with Children's Society or Children's Sulan by giving them uh, popsicles for okay. the kids and, and they truly enjoy the popsicles yeah I'm sure yeah. they did um, <laughs> Terence obviously we spoke about your expansion plans to Vietnam and beyond and consumer preferences and tastes have evolved over the years how do you anticipate adapting your flavors and strategies to cater to the diverse global tastes and preferences? So for flavors that is more internationally recognized, such as like mango, strawberries, they are all common throughout the, all the countries. And then if let's say we are going into Vietnam, we might explore fruits that is uh, specialized in uh, Vietnam that people only have it in Vietnam. Or example, uh, Australia's or maybe even uh, Taiwan or any other countries. Mm. So we try to have uh, more flavors that is international as well as local. Okay. And just to put you guys on the spot, favorite flavors personally, <laughs> what would you recommend? Uh, me personally, I love the soursop. Soursop, soursop okay. Yeah. And yourself, Terrence? For me, I would prefer avocado. <laughs> avocado, interesting yes. choice. All right, I look forward to trying both. Uh, Terence and Glenn Lee, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right, we were in conversation with Terence Lee and Glenn Lee. They are brothers and the co-founders of Frost, which is a homegrown iced popsicle brand that has added a new, less sugary and more eco-friendly twist to the classic Sung Pao that you may have enjoyed back in the 80s. You can check out their website. That's frozt.co. And you have plenty of options to choose from. You can mix and match your favorite choices. Go for an assorted bundle of 50. We have multi-packs here. We have purchase gift cards if you want to surprise your loved ones or friends. And you get free shipping if you spend more than 50 bucks. Stay cool on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.